Hey, what is going on, everyone? It's me, Mr. Mario, and welcome back to another episode of Mario's Minutes. For those who don't know, this is a podcast I do here. This is the second podcast I do, actually. My first one, my main one, Mod Chat, is a little bit more structured, edited. There's more of a visual component to it. And on there, I talk about new things in the world of video game modding, video game console modding, all that fun stuff that I find interesting, want to share, want to do some show and tell, talk about, what have you. This is not that, though. This here is Mario's Minute, where I really just come on here and talk about whatever the hell I want to talk about. Sometimes I have a guest on, sometimes I don't, and that's usually just how it goes. Uh, so I've been pretty good about kind of alternating between month to month on here, having a guest or no guest, but admittedly, the last few months, I slipped a little bit. There were some solo episodes right there. Uh, however, before we even really get fully into this here, there's a few places you can find this episode. I'm not sure how you're personally consuming it right now. However, you can find it in a video visual format here on the Mr. Mario 2011 YouTube, Odyssey, and Rumble channels. And you can also find it as a actual audio only podcast so you can take it around wherever the hell you want to, uh, just like a real actual podcast. You can look up Mario's Minute on your favorite podcasting app, host, site, or provider, and you should hopefully be able to find it. I know it's not available on all of them, but it's available on most of them. Either way, we are breaking the solo spell here with a guest this time around, and it's actually someone I've known for several years here, and he's actually a repeat guest at this point. This is his second time coming on here. So as I always ask here to my guest, who the hell are you? Hi, uh, that's a really good question this time around because I'm not I'm not really sure. I, I've been taking like a little bit of a of a content break, but hi, my name is uh, is Colin, and uh, I mean primarily I associate myself with uh, Source Gaming, which is a uh, Nintendo slash Smash Brothers focused site. Although we've been branching out as of the last few years, and uh, sometimes I stream. Sometimes I rant on Twitter, but mostly it's just been posting on Letterboxd. So that's <laughs> <laughs> my Letterboxd. If you love, if you love uh, barely paragraphs that I write in less than five minutes, Letterboxd is the site for you. I'll have to. I I've never been on Letterboxd. So I'll have to check it out at one point. Yeah, that's it, just like that's all movies. Everything movies, right? Yeah, it's like a film. Uh, it, it's a film journal site. Most people use it as kind of like, uh, it's like a bigger version of IMDb user ratings. Okay. If you remember, yeah. If you remember that, yeah, dude, but, I remember Yahoo Movie reviews. Oh hell yeah! But yeah, <laughs> yeah. This is more like uh, it's like based around like journaling about like. You know, like when you watched a movie, your rating, your thoughts, you know, I actually really like it. People post like uh, stupid bullshit on there all the time, but people post stupid bullshit on uh, every social media site. So I can't, I can't really get mad at it. It's just a good tool. No, there's nothing wrong with that. And like, hey, if you find some that you like, then that's what you like and you stick to it. So there's nothing wrong with that. Just like you said, you know, you're, you know, for some Twitter rant and stuff. That's mostly where I, I know you and kind of like talk to yeah. from on there. Well, it's X uh, now. I I was going to say, I refuse <laughs> to call it X. It's still Twitter. You type in Twitter.com. It's still there. Like I'm, I'm on Blue Sky. I'm hey. not on Blue Sky. Yeah, I, <laughs> man, all, dude, all of the Twitter alternatives. I'm just so tired. I'm so yeah. tired. That's why I'm like, honestly, I think I'm just gonna be sticking with Twitter. Still calling it Twitter, like until the end, like when it just like cuts out or something. <laughs> I think the funniest thing about Twitter is that like the whole the whole reason to like pay for Twitter Blue or whatever is because Twitter like doesn't make money off of people just using the site. Yep. 
So if you just use the site, then you're just wasting their money and bandwidth. Like you're, <laughs> they're really not getting that much. And, and that's a whole other thing. I saw like uh, Lewis Rossman. He had t- done a video talking about when Reddit did the whole uh, blackout for like two or three days, something like that, which yeah. was just it wasn't going to go anywhere. But uh, with that, he said that a lot of companies like that, like Twitter, Reddit, where they were just growing, like, you know, they started in like the er- like the mid late aughts and then they've been going on through the tens and now we're in the 20s. And the problem is they've just thought, okay, if we keep bringing in users, bringing in content, users are generating all this content. If it's just like a place to post, the money will come. And now it's kind of getting to the point the last few years where all these companies are realizing like, oh, this is not profitable. (laughs) Yeah, it's kind of funny how like, I mean, before, before that guy bought Twitter, uh, like they were just introducing random new features that like no one asked for left and right. Yep. Which is like not a bad thing because it didn't cost anything to the end user. It's just like, oh, now my screen's like a just a little bit more cluttered. But like, you know, I would like fleets to come back. <laughs> it was a care. good I don't know how they expected to make money off of it, but it was cool. It I did was not nice. care for fleets at all. I'm happy that one died. Uh, one that's been surprising, which I have not participated in at all, but spaces. I am oh, shocked yeah. that has done as well as it has. Well, that's because it came out uh, when Clubhouse came out. And Clubhouse was like, remember Clubhouse? Yeah, that died, right? Yeah, that died almost immediately because Twitter happened. You you no longer needed a a closed invite uh, iOS app. It was like, now it's on Twitter. Okay, okay. I wondered what happened with that app. But yeah, I remember it. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so cool. (laughs) How many websites just appear and then... Uh, just disappear right right yeah that's the internet so it goes. fun and, yeah and then you have to like archive everything and it's just it's hard to find the stuff on there so yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. E- either way i guess uh moving on from this here i did want to jump into some i did want to share something technical with you i guess this is a story for the masses but also i thought you'd get a kick out of this and Ooh. we have some other stuff we were going to get excited with here now um this was recently this is a story about a playstation 4 pro and an original xbox so so uh, I have a neighbor of mine who she is she's 18 and she okay. has a PS4 Pro and I didn't even like she doesn't know that much about it. it's like her I think her brother gave it to her and she just knew it was a PS4 so I assumed it was like a regular or a slim one and okay. what happened was like at one point like months ago because like usually when I'm out with my dog we end up talking a little bit and then she's eventually ended up finding out. I know a little bit about tech stuff. I know a little bit about consoles. I and like we both like anime and video games. So at one point she was like, "Oh, hey, like can you clean up my PS4 because it's it's kind of loud." And I'm like, "Yeah, sure." Oh, oh no. Yeah, so man, I I get this thing and uh well, first of all, thankfully this didn't happen, but she was like, "Yeah, I think even like one of the dogs we had peed on it." Oh, and God. I'm just I like, "Are you kidding me?" So I'm like, "Okay, I got to kind of brace myself for a biohazard." Uh, but either way, we scheduled time. She brought this thing over. It was the Destiny 2 PS4 Pro. So oh, it's man. the white one. It had like streaks of something all over it. I don't know. Oh. Like we didn't even clean the outside because like, we just didn't have time. And I just told her, I'm like, hey, take like some Lysol wipes or take like some Windex and like spray it down real good and just wipe it off. We don't have time to clean the outside here. We're going to get the inside. 
And dude, when I tell you, when I when I started opening up this thing, it is it's a literal pain to take off, to open up the PS4 Pro. Oh um, yeah. Yeah, it is. I think like I think uh out of all of like the various uh video game like ecosystems, PlayStation stuff is like the hardest to like pop open. It can be, yeah, but quite literally the PS4 Pro dude to pop off the top and bottom like large flat plastics. Um the best tip, use a old shirt or an old towel of some kind. Oh my I've God. known people who did not use that. Not only it's it lessens the pain, but I've known people who just went in with bare hands and they were bleeding from it. Holy shit. Yeah, the the pro specifically, it's really gnarly to open up. But yeah, um, once you get to it, it's like we kept having because I'm doing this in my office and we kept like we'd open up a bit. And then I think we went into my garage three or four times because we would like take the parts there, blow the dust out of it and then come back up and then take a little more apart. But man, there was gi- there was a giant like dust bunny colony essentially in there um thankfully they didn't seem like there was any liquid damage so i wasn't worried about that but giant colony at one point i took out the power supply and i kid you not it's like i took out the power supply i start spraying it like just uh, not vacuuming just like blowing all the dust and stuff out of it and it's like i sprayed this thing for like a minute pushing air through it and there's still little bits of stuff coming out Oh. And I'm, I asked her, I'm like, what happened to this? She's like, I don't know. I'm like, no, it's your PS4. Like, what? How did it get to this point? <laughs> but um, we ended up doing that. The nice thing was, I even told her because I, I, I have the original PS4 Pro models that are just super loud, no matter what you do. So yeah. I told her, I said, hey, uh, you know, I'm gonna clean this all up, repaste it, put it back together. Just a heads up, it's still probably gonna be a bit loud, but it will be better than before. Um. We put it all back together. I turn the thing on. She's in me like, wait, what What did you do? I'm like, what are you talking about? She says, the, the, the power button didn't work before. And I'm like, are you, are you, are you kidding me? Okay. <laughs> but apparently, so the buttons are now working again. Uh, then we end up popping in a game. We tried Code Vein. And I asked how long it takes to get the system to, you know, get loud. And she said, oh, uh, once we get in game, it's like, a minute in it will start just it will start she also kept saying sounding she's like it's gonna just start sounding which i'm like that's not the proper term but okay but we we ended up like getting in game and she was just amazed because this thing made no noise and i'm like okay let's try and stress it a bit and like the game didn't look like like the game looked like it was struggling a bit but we tried running it for like 15 20 minutes could not get this thing to make any noise the the loudest thing on the system was the hard drive in there the first quiet ps4 pro there we go yeah and then i looked (laughs) it up and it looked like the destiny 2 bundle ended up coming about a year after the pro ended up initially releasing um so at that (laughs) oh so it's at that point it was yeah it was a more revised one where it was um how do i say it it was it was a lot quieter it's like more Um, power efficient i think there we go because that was the deal with the um with the early ps4s would just like dude yeah they would just like drink like wattage from the wall i think so like four one and it like was finally quiet for the first time ever (laughs) my my close to launch ps4 was quite loud um i have another ps4 here uh just a regular one that's also it can get loud uh the slims i've never heard any issues with them like my girlfriend has a slim uh she never ever complained about the noise on it and then the initial pro runs of the pro those ones were really loud 
Yeah, I think I have an early pro model, and that thing is is uh, it can it can scream. Yeah, yeah, really, you, you, you'll really know because you like to. you you put in like any like any moderate type game, play it for like five minutes, and it's screaming. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I keep I keep mine in like a pretty high spot too, so like okay. it airs out a lot better. But yeah, like I think uh, what was it? I think I was streaming like the Order eighteen eighty six or something, and like that that's not even like a pro enhanced game, and it was mm-hmm. <laughs> it, it was doesn't, like doesn't matter, man. It doesn't yeah, matter. it was going crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because my my pros, like I said, uh, the the both of them, it's like I did the same thing on there. I opened them up, I cleared out all the dust, I replaced the thermal paste on there, and just as loud as they were before. Oh, um, you know, it's a good one, Monster Hunter World. That'll make any. If you need a PlayStation console to scream, you just pop in Monster Hunter World. I think the worst one for me was on the Pro Final Fantasy 15 and running it. Oh the yeah, fr- they uncap. Oh rate. god, oh, because god. when you when you do the un because the thing is the game physically cannot be at 60 frames stable on PS4 Pro. So when you unlock the frame rate, it just utilizes the absolute maximum power of the PS4 Pro oh at any god. given time. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say that probably like Kingdom Hearts three will do that. Kingdom Hearts three Cy- wasn't Cyberpunk. as bad. I I played that on PS4 Pro. It wasn't as bad. No, the the oh, worst okay. the the worst one, the loudest one I ran into uh, was Final Fantasy fifteen. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Um, but no. So she was she was very happy with it afterwards. I was surprised. The reason why I also wanted to bring this up is because uh, so again I mentioned she's eighteen. At one point she had seen my game room. And she's like looking at the consoles there. And this made me so sad. I just I I just walked out at one point because she's like, oh, wow, you got like, that's cool. You Is that like one of the PS? Like she looked at my PS3 Slim. She's like, oh, is that like an earlier PS4? I said, no, that's that's a PS3 Slim. And she's like, oh, do you have a 360? Oh, that's super cool. Wait, which Xbox is that? What kind of Xbox is that one? Oh, the original and then she the original was pointing one. to an original Xbox. She had Damn. absolutely no like frame of reference or recognition of it. And it just it the, the, the I've told a few friends about this. And the most accurate visual I can provide is that one gift from Saving Private Ryan where the soldier ends up just aging instantly. And that's exactly <laughs> how I felt right there. Because thinking about it, the messed up thing is there's a lot of people. Who we're, we're now at a time where there's a lot of people who said like, okay, how, how does she not recognize the Xbox? Like, that's crazy. But if you think about it, it's like someone who was born in 2005 really wouldn't have any organic memories with the original Xbox unless they yeah, no. had one kicking around or they went back and looked into it. And the original Xbox only like sold slightly better than the GameCube. I think so. Yeah. It's, it's like... It's like a three million unit difference or something. It's pretty yeah. close. Yeah, and the PS2 just is an absolute. Yeah, and then there's right the there. PS2. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, no, that was one of those. That that's probably one of those moments in life I can pinpoint to where I'm just like, I feel very old right now. You get that a lot with like the Game Boy models, especially because there's so many Game Boy models. So it's like, like, how do you like? how is someone who's not familiar with this going to discern like the original from the color, from the pocket, from the fair. Yeah. Fair, fair. 
Yeah, that was that that was my year, recent you're getting old moment right there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it just again, they, old. yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> again, it was and and she had like, I mean, also granted, this was like seven generation lasted so long, but it's like she grew up with the 360. She knew how to use it. She could recognize it, but there was just I'm telling you, absolutely no recognition of the original. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> That's bananas. Yeah. It it truly is, man. Yeah. Well, what's what's also bananas here is I know this is one of the things you want to talk about here. Uh, how do you feel about Red Dead Redemption? Oh, oh, <laughs> I like Red Dead Redemption. That's a good game. It is. It is. <laughs> and they re-released it like they a week did. ago, and it was it was a big surprise. Yeah, um, was it a surprise? I, I guess well, I was following yeah. like some leaks yeah, and stuff. <laughs> like, well, I guess it was a surprise in that uh nintendo announced it one morning there we go yeah and it was just kind of like uh oh yeah this exists and it's it's not a remake it's it's like a straight port yep yeah i i'm too side i i I, so first of all i can see the business sense from it because it's one of those games i've done some thinking on this right and for anyone who doesn't know yeah red dead redemption ended up getting re-released recently it has it's the original game with with no multiplayer but it has the undead nightmare dlc it's 50 dollars, i want to say um the physical edition is going to be coming out in a couple months but it's on ps4 and switch uh there's no xbox one or xbox series version coming out because they they have the 360 version they're relying on and there's no ps5 version uh i don't even know if there's ps4 pro enhancements on this one here and then of course the switch one is just the switch right there uh but the thing with this is that it's just 50 dollars. you're getting both packages in there so essentially like game the year edition of what you would have gotten before uh but it also just straight port um no no huge enhancements i would say uh it's not running at 60 frames per second which was just absolutely shocking right there to most people um and again it's not taking more advantage of the higher end hardware like there's not a ps5 enhancement there's not a ps5 build of it um and they didn't even want to port it over to the xbox version like they didn't even want to wipe out the 360 they said you you all are just going to keep your 360 version right there the 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 main benefit i can see from this which i can understand from this point of view is that i know uh, no i was i was thinking of last of us that was a whole other thing it's more i'll say this real quick i know the last of us that got a lot of flack because when it came out you remember it got remastered like a year after it initially released yeah like it came out ps3 2013 right before the new generation came out and then it came out as a remaster a year later but that yeah. was like it had it didn't have multiplayer but it had the extra dlc but when you play that game it is refined it is running at a higher resolution it's also running at 60 frames per second and that was actually a really good remaster for all yeah. intents and purposes right there like that was a good remaster i would say and even i remember sony kind of respond to some pushback it was either sony or naughty dog but they said essentially yeah we've noticed that like just looking at the data here 80 percent of ps4 owners right now did not have a ps3 so they didn't have the opportunity to play this game and there's no backwards compatibility so yeah. i know with that at least xbox has backwards compatibility with the original red dead redemption but there are a lot of people on ps4 especially and i guess ps5 as well too 
who would like to play the first Red Dead Redemption, but they don't want to dig up a PS3 and they don't want to go over to Xbox. And the Switch gets it just because they Rockstar was able to prove they can do that with L.A. Noir. Yeah. And this is a better port than that L.A. Noir port, uh, too. I would say so. Yeah, wasn't the I, I remember this at the time and correct me if I'm wrong, but because L.A. Noir, I want to say the port came out on PC, Xbox One, PS4, Switch. But the parody was crazy on there to that where it was like the Switch version was pretty good. But all the other versions were literally just the Switch version. Like, so, it was the same benefits, essentially. So, so uh, L.A. Noir got essentially, like, a big, like, texture uh, redo. It got, mm-hmm. like, four, a 4K texture set, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, and, and, and the game was already, like, not, I guess not graphically gimped on, on like, PS3 and 360, but, like, I mean, that L.A. Noir is a looker. It is. It is. It's so, a yeah, so it was more that the the PS4, Xbox One versions were just like Ellie Noir running in 4K with 4K texture sets. They weren't even running at 4K, though, because remember, that was the original system. So they were running in 1080p. And even if they had the 4K yeah. textures there, you couldn't you couldn't see them. Well, they were on on PS4 Pro and One X because this is like 2017. Was it really that? Yep. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yep. All right. All right um the switch version got all of the new 4k textures and then it also got the 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 refined uh i forgot i forgot what they call it now but it used to be like you know like truth lie doubt and now it's like accuse deny doubt or something interesting okay Uh, i didn't know they changed that yeah, but visually, like, the Switch version, uh, it didn't run totally stable. It would, like, drop frames sometimes, because, like, the open world in Ellie Noir is fucking huge. It's L.A., yeah. Yeah, and uh, also it was using, like, uh, PS3, like, LODs and reflections, <laughs> I think. But, like, that looks good on a, on a handheld. It doesn't really yeah. look... Yeah, like it just, it just looks like a combination of um it's kind of like how the Dark Souls remaster on Switch is like uh it's not the remastered graphics but it's like the prepare to die edition PC graphics set to high. So okay. it's like a it's like oh it's kind of like a best of both worlds kind of thing. It's like in between generations. Mm-hmm. Uh but as uh, when it comes to RDR like it is it is the game. It is it is how RDR is basically presented on like the Xbox series consoles, but at the switches native resolutions. Sure. And then they added uh, FXAA on top of it. So yeah. 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 Uh, I really just wish they would have made it 60 frames. At least that would have been nice. And it's like, we've seen from the lovely like modding community as well, too. That is totally possible as well. I know um, MVG did a good video on it recently, but without all too much tweaking on a modded switch, you can boost it easily to 60 frames per second. And it works just fine for the most part. It seems. I think they didn't. I think the reason they didn't go for it is because it's 30 fps on xbox backwards compatibility and so they were just like we'll keep parity there i mean my i I, (laughs) the 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 30 fps debate is always like 
I don't know. I, I guess for me, it doesn't bother me too much simply because the original game was that way. It definitely sure. does like suck. It is annoying. Don't get me wrong. Like I, I'm not, I get it. I love my high frame rates, but like it, it's, it's not the, I, I, like, so, I know there's like some people nowadays who are like, it's just simply unacceptable, but like, <laughs> I think really my only issue is just the fact that it's like 50 bucks. If it was like 30, I'd be like, okay, whatever. I don't... Yeah. That's what I was expecting too. I'm like, okay, like 30 bucks for this would have been fantastic. <laughs> I don't, I don't mind, uh, like, uh, I guess we could also talk about like the Metal Gear because that that's also been like the Metal Gear collections also been talked Jesus about Christ. for also okay I've yeah what, that's what, been a mess too yeah yeah what's going on with that I've just seen some things where so, it, in short from what I know it's like the first few Metal Gear games are coming out and they're going to be running at like 1080p 60 on all the new systems well PS4 Xbox PS5 new Xbox except for Switch is getting 720p 30 does, so does that sound about right. It's uh, Metal Gear Solid One is emulated, which is not surprising in no, the slightest, and probably how it should be presented. Doesn't matter, just use Duck Station. But uh, <laughs> that's I I hate doing that. By the way, I hate being like just emulate it because like yeah, of course you can just emulate it, but like the point of a lot of these re-releases should just be to put the thing as it's like intended on a modern platform. Yeah, I, I, I will say right off that, um, I think the thing that gets me is when people see uh, the decompilation projects and they're compiled up and working natively on new hardware or a computer or something, and people say just emulate it. And I'm like, no, that's not the point of this. You don't understand what's happening here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they're cooking something special with those. Exactly. Man, I want that. I want... I think the Perfect Dark decomp is out now, or yes. at least a very early version of it. I need yes. to check that out. And I've been told it's pretty good. I haven't tried it yet, but I just feel like Adam Sandler right there was just like, "That's history right there." You understand that? <laughs> but uh, yeah, like I don't, I don't mind Metal Gear Solid One being emulated. Maybe just like throw in save states. That's like, yeah, whatever. But as far as uh, Metal Gear Solid 2 and 3, it seems like they are based on their HD collection versions. And it seems like they're just doing like straight ports of the HD collection with some fixes. They they, they, they want to like fix up some like visual mm -hmm. uh, bugs with the original. But it seems like it's going to be 1080p 60 on everything that isn't the Switch. And then if it is a Switch, it is 720p handheld 30 FPS and then 1080p uh, 30 fps in docked and uh that's that seems extra bizarre considering yeah. that like yeah this the switch is definitely like i mean first off those like metal gear hd releases are not even like uh they're not even like the the biggest like 360 ps3 like powerhouse games oh no those are not those are not la noir those are not red dead redemption um so it's already crazy that a system that, I mean, the Switch gets a lot of flack because it's a low powered, you know, like tablet SOC, which, yeah, yeah that's, that's what a handheld is gamers. But like, uh, it, it's no slouch. Like it can still do some pretty amazing things, even if it's running like the crustiest version of the Witcher three, that's still, yeah. that, that still says a lot more about the Switch hardware than like. You know, does your phone you, run the Switch? The, the Witcher you can, 3? You can quite literally play The Witcher 3 on mobile hardware. 
Yeah, and and is your phone three hundred dollars? That's the <laughs> that's the yeah, like or or two hundred if you're getting a light. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, it's no slouch. Uh, it should not. It should not be running these games at thirty FPS. No. Uh, I, I. It's. It's. Uh, I mean, at the same time, I don't want to be like a, a hyper reactionary gamer because at the same time, like, it's not. It's not the biggest <laughs> deal breaker. I'm getting my gamer card reversed, like revoked <laughs> for saying that. But like. Uh, I mean, Metal Gear Solid 3 is a video game that has never run on a, at a stable frame rate on any platform except for, like, the Xbox 360. Yeah, I was going to say, I played it on the 360, and it was great on there. It's completely stable on that, but if you play it on the... It's so funny seeing people be like, it, it could run on 60 FPS on the PS2. No, it no, didn't. No, no, it did no, not. It did no, not. it did not. It didn't run at 60 on the PS2. It didn't run at 60 on the 3DS. It didn't run at 60 on the Vita. Uh, so then it, wouldn't it be fair to say if it was running fine on the 360, then we should also have that same expectation on the Switch and even like yeah. even the other systems like, hey, you know, 60 frames per second, that's fine. That's what we want. But why yeah. the 1080p limitation? Why are you boosting this to 4K? I think the only thing with that, the only the only reason I can assume there. Also, actually, I, I wanted to bring this up because we mentioned this with RDR because there was a lot of confusion on whether or not rdr had any sort of resolution boost too and that game does technically if you're playing on ps4 pro or ps5 it does run at 4k mm -hmm. so that's nice and you can choose between uh fxaa or fsr2 to clean it up which is really nice uh but the ui still runs at 720p so, <laughs> yeah so like literally and, and we're talking not just the ui we're talking like the map so you bring up yeah. the map and the map itself is 720p <laughs> which which i think for switch totally fine actually i i don't i think aside from the price i have no complaints about the switch version of rdr if it i was... want it to be 60 frames but that's just me <laughs> yeah i mean yeah well uh, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know what, but I don't know what the answer to that one for Switch is. I think for Switch, if they want to keep it at thirty frames, especially because to get sixty, like you had to really overclock the shit out of it. You for do, those mods. yeah. You have to do some crazy, like past the Nvidia Shield Pro it's, clock speeds. It's pretty much you need to, like, if you're gonna do it portably, because um, even uh, in MVG's video again, I think he even docked it. And yeah. it was not able to hit 60 stable, uh, but in portable mode, he essentially had to do reverse NX, so he was able to run it portably as a docked system, but at that yeah. portable resolution, so he was able to get the higher um, clock speeds and such on there, and then pretty much boosting all the clock speeds, and it gave him 60. Yeah. I, I mean, nice and on smooth, PS4, though. I don't get it. Like, clearly... Yeah, clearly, like the PS4, PS4 Pro, PS5, they're they are not putting in like hard work to to get RDR running. I and I mean they didn't they didn't even do it for the PS5 right there because again there's there's no build of it for PS5. Yeah, it's just You're it's just, just playing PS, the PS4 yeah. version. Yeah, as I said, I think the only explanation there is just to keep they don't they don't want the Xbox compatibility version to to look bad, which is funny because. I mean, you can buy a $5 copy of RDR and it has the multiplayer. So it, it, the Xbox version is just kind of better, like Although, economically. 
Although I think the multiplayer is pretty broken on there, if I remember correctly. I don't know if it ever got fixed. I don't know. Yeah, uh, that's a, that's a whole other <laughs> that's a whole other thing. But um, and then with Metal Gear, it's like technically, I, I mean, with the HD ports, you could you could. I mean, these companies don't need defending, but at the same, it's like because you know they're just they're just in it for the money. Uh, but like. You gotta remember about like like project budgets and stuff like that. And if they're pricing like these HD versions of Metal Gear at like twenty dollars per game, then it, I mean they're they're clearly not like seeing those games as like I mean like I'm trying to think of the best way to word it, but like like Rockstar is pricing that RDR port at fifty, so obviously yeah. they they think higher of that game they think it's like that game itself is worth more just the, they, on the virtue of it being based but like they do but even you see they did like a yeah. you know that that awful like trilogy re-release of the uh 3d grand theft auto games and even that i would hazard and say that was a better deal because it came out for 60 bucks but you're getting three games which i yeah. would gladly and i i did i would gladly pay uh 20 for grand theft auto 3 vice city san andreas separately on there so yeah. like that was understandable also i mean that was there was a lot that was going on there it's still pretty broken but that was also more work unto itself because they were doing an engine swap on that too yeah well my point was more so being that at at the the metal gear game seem like the I, at least for me my expectation is just that they're supposed to be more kind of quick and dirty ports they are more for like preserving the games on newer platforms than these being like the ultimate remasters mm -hmm. so they for that it might just be like you know oh well if we're not making 4k texture sets for metal gear solid 2 and 3 then we just like won't make them 4k on the new systems i guess I yeah I, that's, that's I the just... i'm not like trying to excuse it that's just like me rationalizing it sure sure yeah. and at the same time for me i'm just like it's konami they got the money they can do that like yeah, rockstar they got the money they can optimize they can do these things because conversely you know uh night dive not only put out uh you know one one incredible remaster in the last couple weeks but two with uh well remakesters with rise of the triad and quake 2 and those are like i actually didn't know about rise of the triad yeah, I played that, and the, the and like the effort put into those are like the polar opposite of, mm -hmm. of both of these collections and the RDR thing. And Quake Two is like ten dollars. Yeah, Quake yeah, Two is yeah. basically just a new game with a Quake Two skin thrown over it. Yeah, Pre yeah. And I've been. Have you now? Because we're kind of shifting a little bit. Have you played the Quake Two remaster? Uh, I have played the okay. Quake Two remaster. I've been playing what? it on actually i've been switching between switch xbox and uh the steam deck oh look, look at you like balling out there with it i uh <laughs> i i've been playing the i've been playing on the switch because that's where i'm comfy with it uh although i am one of those people proudly i can say this here or proudly i can say this um i do have quake 2 on the xbox 360 i got that uh that quake 4 release that had the bonus disc that had mm. quake 2 on it i have the pc equivalent of that there's also a pc version of quake 4 that came with the pc version of quake 2 is i didn't know they did that that's cool yeah. 
Yeah, but yeah, no, I end up getting that on uh, on the 360 though. It's literally one of those kind of just like hidden gem type things because it's not heavily advertised. And also, yeah, they you, also didn't like re-release it otherwise. I think it's yeah, only so it's, on that bonus. Disc. It's only available physically, and uh, it's weird because it has like nine achievements, and all the achievements are worth a zero gamer score. Um, but then. The other thing is, I swear, like if you get a copy of it, you get it used, it is like this. There's nothing wrong with your copy. They literally just took the bonus disc, put it in a white slip cover, and just threw it into the case. <laughs> nice. It's not even one of those like nice like dual disc type cases there. So um that's that's how it comes. <laughs> if you ever track one down, definitely recommend it because from what I know, that Quake 2 physical is kind of hard to find now. But oh, that yeah. was a really good port. With I know um I rewatched some digital foundry footage and they were really complimenting it because because when the 360 first came out, it could only do 720p 1080i. So that's what this port was running at. But then when the 1080p update came out, the game natively runs at 1080p and it's mm -hmm. 1080p 60. And it just like there's no there's no issue with it. It doesn't drop in frame rate or anything like it's a perfect remaster in that regard that just went mostly under the radar but yep. now we have this bigger one on newer systems from night dive which is just it's very good i actually i, I i'm only a couple levels in I've, I've been playing like one level a night essentially when i do get around to it um but i held off i was telling you i held off a bit on getting it because i've been trying to be a little more thrifty with my games because i'm like you know i'm guilty of buying a lot of games and not playing them oh yeah so it's when the I, worst yeah yeah so when i bought it like well when i was gonna buy it i was excited because you know quake 2 it's a remaster it's only 10 bucks um it's digital only right now mm -hmm. but i looked and i'm like you know i am not going to buy this because i i played a little bit of three but i've mostly played quake 2 quake 4 and i missed the first one and i was like yeah. you know I am not going to buy this game because it could just sit, collect digital dust when I know for damn sure I have Quake. Actually, I have two <laughs> copies of it. I have a digital and physical, the original Ooh. one, and I have not played it. So I decided to make myself play through the first one, which was a very enjoyable experience and like something where we were talking about this before, but I just, because I started with Quake 2 and I went onwards and I never went back to the first one, I told, I always forget how goth and lovecraftian the first one is and it's the oh, only yeah. one like that because all the other ones are just spaceman shooters <laughs> yeah well because the the history is that like this was like john romero's like look the first quake was kind of like all john romero's idea until mm -hmm. carmack was like i want to make a 3d engine and then eventually everyone was like all right this is taking too long we'll just make doom again and and by that point, John Romero is like, if they're just gonna keep making Doom again, I'm just, I'm fucking out. <laughs> I'm yep. done. I'm gone. Uh, and so they had like Trent Reznor doing the sound design because he yeah. was a huge Doom fan. And Quake One is just like really, 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 really special. And then they just like st started making some other shit. And then they were like, oh, uh, it's a shooter too. Uh, just call it Quake Two. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and it's it, it's a very good shooter, and the music is awesome. Like it's it's a good. Oh shooter god, movie, the music is. is so fucking good. Oh I my! Yeah. Apologies to Trent Reznor, but holy shit, is the Sonic Mayhem soundtrack to yep. Quake Two fucking awesome? Yeah, and it, and it's because it's like it, it goes like the the Quake One soundtrack is incredibly atmospheric and super yeah, it's well all done. Ambience, basically, yeah, but Quake Two, it's like I can like I played it initially when I was a young kid, and I can still remember like i was still remembering the guitar riffs from the second level yeah, it's like so when i heard cleanest, them last night i was so happy 
it's like it's like the cleanest produced like butt metal like <laughs> i'd say so yeah like ever it's really good and then of course he also did the uh the quake 3 soundtrack and see i quake 3 is the game i have the least experience with out of the mainstay quakes so um i'll probably have to get around to playing it after this i ha- i like back in the day i had it on ps2 but my disc would just freeze after the initial um uh cutscene. <laughs> yeah well well because quake 3 is like uh like multiplayer only for the most part so which by the way someone so like both the quake one remaster and the quake two remaster has like a new campaign by machine games yes yeah it includes extra campaigns on there i think the thing it wasn't even the new campaigns that got me the thing that really wanted me to play them was uh both of them quake one and two have their 64 counterparts on there there's yeah. this Quake 64 campaign on the first one, and then Quake 2 64 on the second one. <laughs> yeah, and it's funny because like how Quake 1 64 is is presented as like as an add-on because Quake 64 yes. was basically just a straight port of Quake 1 onto the N64, just with all the levels as like one big campaign instead of in episodes. Uh, but there was no way in hell quake 2 was ever going to run on a fifth generation video game console like not a chance so the quake 2 64 is like a completely different video game and it's treated as like a map pack for for the quake 2 engine yeah yeah and i've i've never played either of them because actually my my experience with quake 2 wasn't even on pc i mean i played it on 360 sure but my experience was playing it uh on ps1 originally that was the port i was playing yeah yeah so I thought I'm it was surprised, cool. I'm surprised they didn't call it like Quake Two console. They spe- they like they specified the N64 version because I I'm pretty sure the N64 and PS1 campaign are like the same. They're they're different enough because the okay. PS1 version ended up handling um just the way things looked and all that very differently. Well, just yeah, because cause... the limitations of the system. Yeah, but I'm I'm I think map layout they're pretty similarly or not. I'm not sure. I'm actually because I the, the 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 first like I think I've played like five minutes of Quake Two PS One and I just remember it being like oh this is just Quake Two N sixty four but on a PS One fair fair yeah <laughs> but uh yeah. I I saw I saw some people on Twitter wonder if uh if they do a Quake Three remaster if Night Dive does Quake Three will Machine Games make a quake three campaign that would be interesting to see because otherwise it's just bot matches yeah which i i think they did some i feel like they did some kind of campaign in some way maybe like on the ps2 version i was gonna say i I think the ps2 version maybe has like cutscenes or something but yeah it's still just quake three it did yeah kind of like what they did with unreal tournament three where there is some cutscenes, but the campaign is really just bot matches and that's it because yeah. Quake 3 has, like, no campaign at all. So I'd be very curious. I don't know. I think that'd be cool. Because, like, I guess what else? Like, it's like, oh, it's just Quake 3 again, I guess, otherwise. It's Quake Live again. It's Quake Champions again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, which I, I do need to play that. I, I need to give it more fair shake. Because I actually think I played more of it. I, I played bot matches of it, at least on the Dreamcast, uh, back mm-hmm. when I ended up getting a Dreamcast from my first like job job, I guess. Uh, 
and it was cool. Like I liked it. But then when I went back to it years later, I'm like, oh, wow, I really played this with the Dreamcast controller. Huh? It's there's there's something there's something there with having a second thumbstick, man. <laughs> That's why uh, you can plug a keyboard and mouse into the that Dreamcast. is that is true. And actually, a few years ago, um, big shout out to one of my friends, Donald. He ended up tracking down a like not new in box, but complete in box uh, Dreamcast keyboard for me. Ooh. Yeah, he ended up finding one at a game shop and he was like, hey, dude, didn't you say you wanted this? I'm like, yes. And then he ended up getting it for me. <laughs> so, nice. I don't have a mouse, though, but I have the keyboard. Uh-huh uh oh man that quake 3 port on the dreamcast is super cool i remember like a a lot of people saying that quake 3 on the ps2 is not very good but like i've busted that out and played with friends like a few times and it's like a it's a hoot and a holler i guess maybe because it doesn't have like all the maps and it's like it visually kind of different they had to kind of rebuild that game for the ps2 because even even in the early 2000s consoles were just like not matching like advancements in PC technology. Sure, sure. Yeah. Uh, there was one thing I was actually going to link you because one of my friends ended up linking this to me. I don't know if you saw this here. Mm, I just want to get your reaction here. on this real quick. Speaking of the whole Quake franchise. Oh, oh, because oh, they made a... <laughs> not only is Quake 2 open source, but yeah, the re-release is open source too. Yes, yeah. That's so I very li- cool shit. Yeah. I just linked that to Colin here where uh, from there is a new-ish... Repo- it's, it's currently at the time recording... And by the time it will be released here, it will be like a three-week-old repository. But from id Software, there is a GitHub repository for the Quake 2 re-release. Not the original one. We're talking the re-release right here. They ended mm-hmm. up uh, putting it up as open source. That's sick. Yeah, I, I think they did that with Quake as well. Uh, I, I know think it's because d- the original games are open source. So they Correct. just like, it, it might yeah. be whatever whatever uh carmack laid down in stone when he made those original games open yep. source he's like yep these new versions have to yep yep and and that's actually one thing one of my friends he pointed out to me and i even said i was like yeah oh that that's cool i mean that makes sense because i know for sure like john carmack open sourced the original quake and my friend's like yeah but this is the re-release the one that just came out i'm like oh that's super cool then yeah yeah did you uh did you know that john carmack uh i don't know his email address off the top of my head so people are gonna have to look for it but uh apparently he responds to all of his emails oh that's cool yeah yeah he um i think he was on uh, way back when he was on an episode of joe rogan and like they couldn't believe that and he said yeah no i still take time out of my day and it's not like he gives like giant like multi-paragraph responses mind you but he just makes it a part of his day it's just it's a habit that has never left him he goes in there and he just responds to emails i've heard i've heard uh i know i know gabe gabe newell reads every email that's sent to him okay because everyone i gave him at valvesoftware.com i mean Every- gabe is even another thing is and i don't know this off the top of my head but uh, sometimes he he'll has, reply some he, if you sometimes. if it's like if the question is like worded specifically enough that it's not like nda because obviously he's you can't just send him like when's half-life 3 and he's gonna be like next week you know it's not yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but some I, I think some people they asked him like Steam Deck questions or like exactly, hey if, yeah. hey um because when this was still up in the air like I think some people did ask him like hey if I get a sixty four gigabyte Steam Deck can I put an SSD in there and he said yes. Well, initially he said no. That was oh, the, that was the thing. He initially really? said no, and then they walked back on it. But okay. I think that's because the uh, I think I think it, it's 
you could probably guess that the Steam Deck was originally not meant to be very openable, and it wasn't sure. until it wasn't until they said that out loud to the public that they were kind of like, uh, "Oh, maybe it should." And so they made like some reservations for it because when you open yeah, up they... the Steam Deck, it doesn't seem like as much as they're like, "Yeah, it's super repair friendly." It's not really laid out that way. It just it's just laid out like any other device. Sure, sure, but it's it's thankfully it's pretty easy to do. I would say yeah. if you if you have some experience in that, and uh, even Valve came out and I remember they initially said like, "Hey, uh, we don't recommend you do this, but if you want to, here's how to do it." <laughs> yeah, don't stab the battery. <laughs> yeah, don't. Yeah, don't, don't do, do that. that. Yeah, yeah, no, um, no. There was definitely that. What was the other thing? No, I think because. Um, this is going back a little bit, but I'd had uh, one person on here, uh, Jason from Game Rave TV. Uh, in short, the TLDR is that uh, he ended up finding a Doom demo that was disabled on a PS1 demo disc, reached out to me for help. I reached out for some others to, to help. And then we ended up finding, um, it was uh, X41. He was, oh, well, there's two people, Retro Reversing and X41 were able to get the demo running in separate ways. And then we ended up going with X41's implementation. But I remember at the time, like Jason was really just trying to figure out like how this could be, why it was on there, why it was canceled. And I just eat a content, like not content. I responded back to Jason. I was like, why don't you just all ask uh, John Carmack? And it's... I remember he was kind of like, oh yeah, sure. I was like, no, 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 no. Seriously, just, like straight up email him because he'll respond. And he he ended up covering it in his video. But in short, he ends up writing like multiple paragraphs, just pouring his heart out, telling everything to John Carmack and just ask like, hey, do you know anything about this demo? Do you know why it might've been canceled? And uh, John Carmack's response was, sorry no idea which is like oh okay like three words like we have we have an answer okay there you go <laughs> yeah which i mean is fair because like he didn't i mean to my knowledge he didn't work on the ps1 version but no um, it it worked on like the really early console versions of uh of their stuff and then they and then they just sort of like handed off to to whomstever because they had sure because that do. was i remember with uh with doom that was the the custom playstation edition is what they called it yeah all right sorry we had to cut there real quick but uh we were talking about the early console ports which i did not know about here yeah it did the uh the very early ones they did the jaguar and they did i think they did some work on the 32x I think okay. it's like there's like an email i think that's like john romero saying like like your pants are going to cream this Christmas when Doom 32X comes out. Uh, which is like the rushed port of all rushed ports. At least until that 3DO version came out. But yeah, I think after that, they just handed it off. Wasn't the 3DO version supposed to have a whole bunch of extra um, like cutscenes and extra lore added and everything, and then all that got scrapped? Uh... <sighs> There's like a, I don't know the full, I forget the full, the full story off the top of my head, but I think it's something like they had like presented the idea. Like they had done like some, some test recordings of like mm -hmm. cutscenes for Doom and then they just didn't go with it. 
Gotcha. Because I, I want to, I want to say it was a few years ago, and I feel like it was more akin to like there was just limitations of it and like coding everything. But I want to say it was a few years ago. There was someone who like posted up on Twitter, like they're like, "Hey, I was actually involved with this project, and like, look, I found the original props, and like, here's some like behind the scenes photos, and they had like yeah. some of the masks that they used. You know well, what I'm talking about? Yeah, a bunch of photos have gone live. I think like the actual source code of the 3DO version of Doom has just been made public, so you can. That's like, awesome. So you can go into it and just be like, what did they fucking do? Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I believe like they had, cause they had made like this demon costume and they, they were like, oh yeah, we're going to make all these cutscenes with this demon costume. And they, so they shot some promotional photos. They brought it to E3 at one point. There's like a couple <laughs> photos of it walking around like E3 95 or whatever. But uh Yeah. I think the craziest thing about that port is that it's like soundtrack is done by the CEO of the company that did the port and he just he had a band and he just re-recorded like all the Doom tracks from memory <laughs> with his band in his garage. That's actually amazing, but was it was it good? It is good. And because okay. it's a it's a because it's a 3DO, it's CD quality audio. So you can mm-hmm. just get the nice flax <laughs> off of the CD. There we go. Yeah. yeah. I- I have a 3DO. I need to play it, but I like the 3DO. Really it was not the... <laughs> it was not meant to be $700, but <laughs> I mean, it was it was being sold as not they didn't know how to do video games at the time, so they were kind of selling as an all-in-one, you know, media center. It's like, "Hey, this is a CD player and it does games." Yeah. Yeah. It's a cool thing though. Uh what's not cool is I I think you had linked this to me right beforehand. Oh, so this <laughs> this PlayStation Portal. What what are we what are we talking oh. here? Oh man! So yeah, they they announced that during uh, the PlayStation showcase. When yeah. was that? It was yeah, it was the showcase in in June, right? Something like yeah. that. Yeah, and and so it looks like it it quite literally looks like take a switch tablet and then cut a dual sense in half and then just glue each half to each side of the switch tablet. Yeah. It's, it's uh Sony, Sony made a new handheld, but it's a, it's like a cloud streaming handheld, it's, except it's not a cloud. That's, it, this is, it's even weirder. <laughs> it's not a cloud streaming handheld. It's a remote play handheld. So they made a Wii U for the PS five. They did. They made a they they made a Wii U gamepad for the the PlayStation Five. It's oh. two hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it has, uh, yeah, it's got a whole whole ass dual sense on it. Yeah, it is an eight inch LCD screen. It tops out at ten eighty p sixty. Yeah, and then yeah, it connects to your. Uh, really, like the big the big meat of this thing is the fact that uh it's using like a new streaming technology it's like playstation link or something like that yeah uh which is supposed to be like their new super low latency uh fast streaming stuff um but it only does that Mm -hmm. it 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 only does that it only remote plays uh this this tweet i sent you there's a tom warren tweet that i had sent uh mario earlier in the day 
and it's got a bunch of bullet points on it and every single one of them is bad in a completely like like not even trying to be like a reactionary gamer but like no. every single one of these is not good it's like new playstation portal details uh no bluetooth like that sucks you, you have to buy new playstation link compatible headsets is what it says it does have a headphone jack but yeah there's it no does it, it yeah a it new, doesn't have a Bluetooth new portable head. device in 2023 from a big company with a headphone what yeah. are you serious uh there is there is it does nothing locally you can't you can't play like media files on it um which, which also brings up another point. Would you even be able to use streaming apps on this thing? Because I, when you use remote play on any PlayStation, it acts like you're turning like HDCP off. Oh. So you can't like stream Netflix, but like, you're would they right. block it from this thing? Because it's literally just a tablet. It doesn't seem like it even has like a video out or anything, which I think is kind of disappointing. I'm willing, I'm willing to bet they would block it. Yeah, and then and then this is the, the these last two are something else. Even though it is a remote play device, even though this thing is supposed to be connected to Wi-Fi at all times, it cannot do any PlayStation Cloud streaming. So I guess what what used to be called PS Now, but now it's like PS Plus Premium, whatever the fuck. Uh, it doesn't do that, which why you would think it would just be like a separate executable when you're like turning the thing on is just you go to like cloud mode or whatever yeah. but no it doesn't do that and then the final bullet point here is targeting the same battery life as dual sense controllers which is not a selling point no <laughs> not no, a selling point at all you, you gotta realize like since the ps3 to ps4 to ps5 the the battery life has been getting worse on these controllers and it's like it's there, there's something so kind of like shockingly useless about this thing. Like mm -hmm. it, it's honestly incredible to see a device in 2023 come out that doesn't like you can put like technology has come so far in the last like couple decades that like even the most menial things will just have like random other features because like you can just do that you can yeah. just have it do xyz feature that takes like no time for whatever low-powered soc mm -hmm. to do it i mean the logitech g cloud which is also cloud streaming focused is still an Android tablet. Like it can still run video apps native on it. You can still play games and emulation natively on it. And that thing is also, uh, how, how much is the Logitech G? Is it, is it also like I, I 200, say it's 200 bucks? bucks? I really haven't looked into it, but look it up real quick. Yeah. I'm going to do that. Yeah, right. Yeah, we're going we're gonna to get a real like check here on this. Here. It is two ninety. Okay. So it's, it's two ninety nine three forty nine. Okay. So All no, right. it's it's a hundred bucks more, but still, like, isn't the screen on that thing real nice? Uh, I'm sure it's fine. I'm sure it's it's also a full HD screen with a uh, sixty hertz. Okay. All so right. yeah, I mean, like, yeah, I don't I, like. I guess, I guess, if you really, uh, if if you really want to play your PlayStation in a different room of your house. <laughs> And only a different room of your house. And you don't want to use your phone, even though it has a remote play app. And you don't have, like, a Steam Deck or 
any other device that does PlayStation Remote Play, like my fucking Apple TV has PlayStation Remote Play, uh, if you don't have any of those things or you just don't want to use any of those things, but you still want a dedicated like handheld for, like that like it, it it seems so specific but i mm-hmm. guess if you really like if you really just want that specific use case then like yeah go for it but like i, I uh, uh, i remember like xbox wanted their uh what was it project keystone or something uh, it was like they oh, were also making I... a cloud streaming box and they also wanted that thing to be two hundred dollars and that's mm-hmm. like that I mean that's even like why like fucking <laughs> it's it's these devices are doing less than like Amazon fire TV sticks and those are like I... 50 bucks dude I quite literally I mean well yeah. there's like some kind of clickbaity news out there right now where it's like one of the people who literally hacked rockstar games went to a hotel room and had continued some of his hacking from a fire tv so you can be more (laughs) dangerous with that but then you're dealing with this here where i'm like i quite literally looked at this and i had said like you can get more functionality and features from the aliexpress special at this point yeah serious i mean like i I had uh a few years ago i bought like a few years ago oh my god this would be like seven eight years ago now but like uh i think we were kind of talking about this in the dms last night we were talking about how like the the tablet has kind of been fumbled yeah 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 and like this i think this is a good example of this because like why wouldn't you make this the playstation tablet why would you not make it like (laughs) it's two hundred dollars and all it does is stream from your five hundred dollar ps5 that's crazy you, you, you know what? I think my answer to that is um, because Sony, dude, they've been with portables. They've been burned yeah. uh, when it comes to gaming. The PSP, so easy to mod that. The Vita got cracked wide open. So they really don't want to have another portable device that's going to have all this other stuff. So what they're doing is they're just going to lock this down severely and restrict it. The thing is. I do also anticipate this will probably backfire because there's going to be a lot of reverse engineers who are going to be really curious, pick this thing up for $200 oh, yeah. and they're going to say, well, why can't I watch my own media on here? Let's figure that out. Yeah. Why can't I, uh, why can't I do Wi-Fi streaming? Why can't I sideload another OS on here? Why can't I run Netflix or YouTube on this thing? Like let's start getting this thing worked on and modded so we can actually do basic things on here yeah although so as i said before kind of the crux of that is the is the fact that like oh wait playstation remote play is already available on everything so if if you just want a thing that you can connect your dual sense to i guess really the only difference is that this uh uh i mean i haven't done it in a while and i know like there's like strings in like iOS to use like the dual senses, like triggers and everything. I don't know if they have that stuff working over remote play though. So maybe that's like, that's how they get you this time around. Maybe. And I don't know about that. Cause I I'm, I'm not a cloud person. I'm not a remote streamer yeah, no, type person. Neither. I've messed with it. Like, sure. It can be cool, but there's always like a little bit of something I just don't like about it. So that's why none of this really appeals to me here. And also the device, I must say the device is so ugly. Oh yeah. (laughs) 
yeah. I mean, for no. me, the main reason I don't want it is because I have a Steam Deck, which has that's, remote that's play fair. on it, and that is a gamer handheld with... Uh, I mean, obviously, it's also like a whole-ass computer, and it's like $400, but... I'd I don't rather, know. I think most. I'd rather have a whole ass computer for four hundred dollars. Yeah, but and also like I don't know. I just don't like. I don't think I see a lot of people like. Uh, I don't know. Rationalizing getting this thing, like, I feel like the the type of person who like wants like a handheld to play their games on is probably more. I don't want to make these assumptions, but like, I feel like, it, you know what I mean? Like if you're more in the yeah. know about tech, like you probably are going to be way more interested in devices that actually do more. Like if mm-hmm. the, the, the target demographic for this thing is going to be like, cause it, it seems like they are trying to push a lot of this cloud stuff onto people who aren't like super tech savvy. Like, yeah. you know, Oh, it's like a lower entry for like you know, a barrier for entry. And, uh, you know, you don't have to download things. You don't have to get like a hard drive or whatever. But like, you still have to have a really good internet connection, and you still have to like vaguely know how all these things work to even, set it up and everything. Even on a good internet connection, like when I was, because uh, well, rip Stadia, but not really. But when I tried Stadia when it came out, I'm just like, man, I got gigabit right here, and I'm still running into you know some issues with this thing. Like, this is just like it you're always going to have some input latency. You're always going to have some lag. And it's yeah. like, people are just not really interested in this right now. And I hope they won't ever be fully interested in it. But like native is always just going to work better in that regard. Yeah. But it's also weird because it is also completely held back by the fact that it doesn't really do anything else. So it's like, you can't, you, you can't take it out of your house. It literally it will do nothing. It's yeah, correct. Yeah, it, yes. quite literally, this is the type of situation where, let's say, you and your significant other are chilling on the couch. You're playing PS Five. Your significant other says, "Hey, I want to watch this new movie on the big TV." Cool. You switch over to one of your smart apps on the TV. Then you pull this device out and you lay down on the couch or just sit there and you're playing your PS Five remotely, even though your PS Five is like. 10 feet away from you or something you're going to be playing it on this little essentially wii u but ps5 gamepad at this point that is like the most realistic type thing right there i guess because even i did um i did this with the ps4 but there were times where it's like this is like three years ago the most i really ever got into remote play with these systems was uh when i was playing i was just doing like some farming and stuff on like final fantasy 15 and uh i set it up on my vita as remote play and then i would have my ps4 running in my office and then i'd be in bed before like before going to sleep and i'd be playing a little bit of final fantasy there and i did that like dude i'll tell you i did that like twice (laughs) so it's like i have all this stuff to do it and it was like it was okay but but i did it twice yeah I uh I got really into like the remote play stuff on the deck because it's just like it's that is like nifty. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. I actually really like remote play stuff and especially like Sony's like works really well. But it is like the idea of there being a remote play handheld is like totally thrown off by the fact that they've already made it. You know, like they've already put remote play on PC, on your phone, on anything really. So if you already have those things like you don't need to spend another $200 on essentially just a, a screen for, for your, 
I I also really don't know how how often like people really use remote play. Like I don't know how many people are like truly reliant on remote play for their their gaming needs. You know? Yeah, I mean it's it's. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, like, I think the worst thing also about this thing is, as I said before, it doesn't really give you a lot of options, even if you are really into remote play. I can't mm-hmm. plug this into my TV. I can't have like a little like PS TV sort of thing for yep. like a different TV. Uh, yep. It's all on the tablet. Uh, it doesn't it doesn't support Bluetooth. So yeah. that, uh, that I guess that also means you can't really like hook up a second controller to it Mm, i don't think you could even with that it's like not with a controller thing but i was i was just thinking of this like years ago i did a talk with one of my friends um like this old video on the channel we were talking about what we thought of the switch and in there i remember saying that you know now playing the switch is like you know like just kind of a busy 20 something year old at the time i was like you know i now I'm wanting these kind of devices for my other systems. Like I would love to have a switchified PS4. I would love to have a switchified Xbox just to have that option. Like that's what I'm really liking. The problem is this is not that. <laughs> yeah, no, this, this isn't. And this, this is the equivalent of the Wii U gamepad for the Wii U, which I remember even when I was playing the Wii U back then, it was pretty much a prototype for the switch for me because I said, wow, this thing is awesome. If only the actual console was the gamepad. If only I didn't have to rely on the system itself. Yeah. You could make it kind of portable if you want to. I actually knew someone who did that where uh, we were at a, we were at like a little gaming event essentially. And like back in the day, he had his Wii U with him and uh, we had talked about it and he was like, oh yeah, you know, you can, you can bring it around with you. And I'm like, wait, what are you talking about? He quite literally puts his backpack down. He has the Wii U in there. Yeah, if you just up- plug the Wii U into a yep. wall. that's all you need he he brought the power brick with him so he plugged the wii u into a wall outlet and then turned it on from his gamepad and was playing right there and i'm like that is super cool but that is also so so nerdy but this is also the exact type of thing i would expect from gamers in the computer science department here so that is this is this is an oddity this is an exception right here this is not the norm i had like a little uh shelf above my bed and you can you know you can just put the wii u on the shelf and then you just like yeah. grab the tablet whenever you want and you can play the little, little tablet in bed exactly and it works for that point but it's like well also i'd really like if you know the actual console was just the gamepad which is what the switch is yeah 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 i mean like i i was using uh remote play just like you know there's certain games i don't want to like buy again on pc or i'm just like the, the oh sure they're just only on playstation or something and the remote play actually like works fast enough that like yeah that works really 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 well mm-hmm. but um i'm sure for anything that's not like crazy timing based like as long as you're not playing like a racer or something it's probably fine yeah but it's it, I, it's probably not you know buy a whole new electronic just for this i mean because like, i i like when xbox was talking about their cloud streaming thing you could at least assume that it was going to do more than x cloud if it's like a box you have to plug into your tv you could probably yeah. play apps and stuff like throw that on there i don't know you fucking your uh your kindle fire <laughs> little cheapo android tablet that can also probably do all the same shit is like under a hundred dollars. This is what I was trying to yeah. get at. There was like, I bought like an HP stream seven or something that ran like a whole 
Windows 8.1, and that thing I know can what do you're remote. talking about. Yeah, that thing yep. can do remote play fine because it's just it's just H.264 video. <laughs> <laughs> so like, yeah, I, like I this thing it doesn't need to be two hundred dollars. I don't even see why it needs to be two hundred dollars. I don't see why this device needs to exist as it is in its current like severely limited state. Yeah, no, exactly. The fact that it does like so it's like it it it's it's such a singular use product is is really bizarre. It's it's honestly yeah. like even in like a, a world now where we have like $200 like AirPods and stuff, you know, like the, those can do like crazy uh Actually, I was going to say along yeah. with this um along with this PlayStation Portal thing, they actually did announce new like headsets and those are all like way more interesting from a from a tech perspective than the uh the tablet because they're all like they're like planars both uh they're like like uh they're planar headphones and planar earbuds they use both this playstation link technology and support bluetooth they're using like ai driven noise suppression like there's a lot of crazy shit going on with that and then you look at the playstation portal and it's like yeah it uh connects via remote play and that's it and that's it all it does it connects to your ps5 locally that is that's all it does yeah it's really really strange yeah yeah i don't like this thing i think there's been there's been some people i've seen talking about or they're just talking about oh yeah it's new e-waste and i'm like yeah 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 (laughs) I, I, I ain't even going to front on that. Like, it's just, it's e-waste to me. I wonder if it even, like, would sell enough to be, to be e-waste, to even throw a dent. <laughs> to, you know, it, the, maybe the positive is we can look in the future and we can see if this goes the way of the PSTV, where this thing will start getting clearanced out for, like, twenty nine ninety nine, and then mm. we can buy, like, you know, multiples of them, and then some really cool, like, security researchers and such will be able to crack this thing wide open so it will be a lot more useful and then once it's no longer pressed it'll be going on the market for like three hundred dollars once it's usable so i i might just wait to see i'm not going to be getting one of these things new i, I don't plan on getting yeah that, no but like yeah. no because I, I i have no need for it i'm kind of at the point where i'm like i don't want to bring on new stuff like i only want to bring on something new if i have a need for it uh but no if i see these things getting clearance out really cheap i might buy one or two of them <laughs> I'd want to try out one of these headphones. I bet they're pretty. Sony Sony can make some pretty good headphones, so I'm oh, yes, sure. I'm sure these probably sound pretty cool. Oh yeah, yeah. I have no doubt about that. Yeah. Oh man. Uh, you, you know, speaking of headphones, I know uh, there was one thing you wanted to talk right. about. Right. Yeah. Cost. Yeah. I think this is the last like pre-topic thing we had here. But yeah. So the the these uh. These cost headphones, or as as I knew of them, these were the ones that you know. Rest in peace to one of the greats. But like uh, Etika wore these headphones. I, I remember yes. his reason for it was he said they're cheap, they're not half bad, and they are the only like over the ear on I guess on ear headphones he can wear that didn't interfere with his hair. Yeah, I forgot. I forgot why I was talking to you about cost headphones. I don't think I you think... like asked me about recommendations. I think I was just telling because like. Uh... 
you got us i remember you got the pine sill like soldering iron and then you were really excited to do one of your first mods on them and then you started oh. getting me onto them and then you just like brain dumped onto me and i'm just like damn it see the thing i love and hate about you is that now you're making me want to buy something and they were really cheap so i ended up buying i didn't do any physical mods like with you know a soldering iron but yeah i ended up uh getting the cost headphones for like 20 bucks and then i end up getting some ear pads for like 12 dollars, and i run them through my btr5 and they're good i've traveled with them and everything hell yeah by the way the model for for those listening is the cos ksc 75 yep uh yep. specifically and... the x the drop the drop uh, <laughs> uh, i keep forgetting what the name of that website is because i keep drop.com i think it used to be called it used to be mass drop now it's just and drop. now it's just called drop yeah. yeah yeah no i just got the ones from amazon and like they the, the best thing is with these things too they they sound pretty good as long as you can really drive them but yes. they are they are cheap looking they are they look like shit <laughs> they do look like shit um i think like my shit. girlfriend even said when i showed her she was like yeah that's kind of like an anti-theft thing unto itself because people yep. are going to look at them and they're going to be like who the hell's going to steal like i don't want to steal these garbage headphones yeah uh cost is this company that uh has been around since like the 40s the 50s their their big claim to fame is that they made the first stereo headphone which is mm -hmm. uh that's cool uh it is? but but their their modern claim to fame is that uh they made a bunch of headphones in the 80s and 90s and they just still make them and they're dirt cheap and they just happen to sound really 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 good they just they just mm -hmm. managed to pull off making some like best bang for your buck headphone drivers and they've just been shoving them into like 50 different uh configurations ever since and they're all like 30 dollars or less basically because uh, i mean I, I i do enjoy dank pods and he i'm kind of paraphrasing but he said something it's like like speakers and headphones like when you get good speakers good headphones they don't go bad no, like as yeah. as technology advances you're going to get more features you are going to get better ones but like a good pair of headphones from the 90s doesn't stop being bad just because it's old it's still going to be good in 2023 yeah uh and and i oh man i love these things i'm still using them i'm not using them right now because we're recording a little podcast sure. and all the fucking voices would leak out my ears but uh yeah if you if you need dirt cheap headphone recommendations uh go get KSE 75Xs. Maybe throw like a headband on them if you don't like the little ear clips thing, if you wear glasses. Uh, they're just, they're super comfy. They're super open back. They sound very fun, very exciting. You can kind of EQ them to sound really nice. And uh, yeah, I, I just modded like MMCX connectors on them so I don't have to worry about the wire. That's nice. That is The nice. wire is pretty like, cheapy garbage but it is but $20 the headphone the, yeah exactly the best thing is they are 20 bucks so yeah and even, even just, just repeat to you all yeah it's the cost k-o-s-s k-s-c-75 and then the specific ear pads i got which i'm i'm big on the ear pad game i guess um i got these yaxi ear pads yeah they were bucks and they're good yeah, no, they're they're nice, they're comfy, they're good. Because I was that's actually one thing with headphones, man. I and I was telling you about this. It's um when it comes to this one thing I that kept me away from headphones for so long was, you know, all the headphones I was using were pleather. And like, yeah. I don't like pleather. It hurts. It's itchy. It falls There's apart. There's also some very cheapy, shitty pleather. Uh, sure. I was using like the Audio-Technica stuff. Yeah. Though, oh, yeah. Which, and 
And those things also like squeeze your brain. Like they have so much head clamp. That's why you have people who get those big divots in the top of their head because they're using these like super heavy clampy headphones. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The cost, even with like the cheapest, shittiest little headband ever, weighs nothing. (laughs) It's it's, it's like they just float on your head. They're almost like they're not there. I believe that. Um, but yeah, I think um, that was one thing I was complaining about with them. And then some friends ended up putting me on to uh, the world of you can replace your ear pads. So yeah. I ended up replacing them on um, a few headphones I had and just made them absolute game changers. So I even did the same thing with the cost ones here. I ended up changing those ones up. I put up, I, I put one of my friends onto them as well. Not these ones, but she ended up Uh, finding a pair of Sony headphones that she very much liked and pretty much the same complaint. She's like, man, you know, I was looking at these and I love them and they have all the features I like and they sound really nice, but I'll tell you all they hurt. Like I just can't use them for that long and they just hurt my ears and they kind of hurt my head. And I'm like, yo, let me put you on. If I was you, these are the exact ear pads I would get. And they were like a much nicer quality and everything. And she just saw that she had no idea, just like me, that you could like there was a market for this that you could replace the ear pads so easily. Yeah. And she was super excited. She's like, that actually sounds exactly like it is. I, I like everything about these headphones except for the ear pads. And you just fixed it for me. <laughs> Yaxi, I've actually like I've ordered from Yaxi before too, because they um a fascinating company. They're a Japanese company that started like uh because there's this uh this is like going into headphone lore but there's this pair of headphones that sony made in the nine in the late 80s early 90s called the cd 900s and they're sort of like they're like an audio engineer uh well they have a bunch of like monitoring headphones most people have probably seen those like the blue stickered uh sony monitor headphones the mdr 7506s they're like like you watch like a like a Howard Stern clip they're all wearing them like yeah. they're just very popular headphones and so and they're, they, they're not I'm looking at them as well they're not like bank bringing either like the MDR CD yeah, they're, just they're like bucks. 100 bucks yeah. yeah 80 100 bucks yeah and that's because they're just like they're really cheap like voice monitoring headphones they're not really made for music but you you can just do that because they're headphones sure. uh but the CD900s were like a collaboration between Sony Electronics and Sony Music like the the publishing label and they wanted to make some uh, some really nice headphones for audio engineers, and uh, they are they're they're super weird. They have like a hard wired like six and a half inch uh, whatever whatever the the six and a half millimeter jack like yeah. the the quarter inch jack. Mm-hmm. Um, they have really thin ear pads because the drivers sit like right up against like the your ear holes basically. Um, they're very flat. They're kind of not that super comfortable, but they sound, uh, unlike anything else, especially for like studio monitors. Okay. And so they have this, like they've, they, if you want to buy a pair, they're only sold in Japan and they're only sold from Sony. You basically have to like order them straight from the manufacturer, Interesting. Um, but they've been doing it. They've been selling these things as is unchanged since like 1991. And they're really popular, but as I said, the pads are really thin and they're really like uncomfortable. So Yaxi was like, love these headphones. Let's make genuine, like comfortable pads for them. And then they just started building out their repertoire. That's beautiful. Yeah. I actually have a pair of CD900s right here with their uh, microfiber pads on. They're really comfy. 
That I is awesome. I don't really listen to these as much now, uh, but they are a really, really, really fun headphone. Uh, mm-hmm. If you if you buy these things and then you like listen to city pop, uh, it all makes sense because these are the headphones that <laughs> that music would have been like mixed on. Okay. So it's right. like, oh, 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 <laughs> like, <laughs> like, oh, I get it now. <laughs> this makes so much sense. Yeah. It, it, it's just like shit really like pops on those, like just old, like rock analog recordings really pop on those headphones. That's fair then. That's fair. Yeah. I, I mean, it's been a thing like the last few years, just, you know, talking with friends and all that. It's also like, that's what I've gotten into. Uh, it's not like I'm like big into it, but then I end up getting like, you know, the FIO, like BTR five from, uh, oh, yeah. uh, from, uh, dank pods recommendations, but also she's like, Oh, you know, it, it's not, you can't really fully enjoy headphones. If you just take them and plug them directly into your phone, you should really drive them with something else. And that makes, it doesn't just make it louder. It really makes a bigger difference. Yeah. Plus those costs are like 60 ohm headphones, which are, which is crazy. It's like crazy. That's like studio monitoring, which I remember. I I told you at the time when I got them, I was like, yeah, like I plugged them into my file and I really had to turn up the volume on them to really drive them. Yeah. But they're good. They're great. Yeah. Did something happen? (laughs) Hmm? did something like, uh because i think i had mentioned no i i think you just said you wanted to talk about cost headphones and okay. i was like oh okay that's it no 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 no. mine are sitting on my table oh good yeah <laughs> yeah i yeah. think because no. i think i think you're like oh i have a story for you and i was like oh oh no 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 no. i think it was some of this other stuff here yeah. okay <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but uh yeah no i mean oh I think also, by the way, the last time we did an episode, I think we were we were talking about how I was getting into like media server stuff and I was questioning if whether or not you could do that with music. The answer, yes. by the way, is absolutely. And yes, you can. Fucking awesome. You can you can even just go as small as like just like set up Plex and put all your songs on mm-hmm. there. And then like people are using Plex amp and they're just like going yeah, on it. That's yeah, exactly yeah. it. They uh but, by the way, I was gonna say real quick, I just looked at our chat, the story I was gonna tell you, I already told you it was the they it was the xbox store the sad one where you oh okay that was it man it yeah, was just that, that killed me a bit the the way we lined up that conversation it looked like it looked like you were gonna tell me that someone had eaten here i mean lily's lily's pretty good about electronics so thankfully no yeah but, uh you're, oh you're, i see yeah i see okay i see what happened here yeah yeah but uh <laughs> But no, you were talking about uh, getting it. So did you get like an audio server set up then or what? Yeah. Last time I was like, I don't know if, uh, you know, Plex can do music or whatever. Like I knew it could. I just didn't really like yeah. look into it. But like, uh, yeah, I've been using Plex Amp. There's actually like two big ones. There's Plex Amp, uh, which is like connected to Plex, obviously. And then there's Rune, R-O-O-N. And okay. uh, the difference between the two is that Plex is $5 a month or like it's a one-time payment of i think it's 120 to own plex like the i want to say it's thing forever i i want to say because i i actually bought them so um if i don't know about plex amp 100 but like just using the plex app at least on mobile yeah um it would be five dollars per account that you want to put it on okay um so if you have like you know like ios or in my case like an android account here um, on my account, I pay a $5 one-time fee and I can always watch videos and stuff remotely on that. Uh, and then 
the lifetime subscription on your Plex account itself. Yeah. Um, that you can put on the server, you can unlock extra features and all that. Um, yeah, you can pay a monthly fee, or if you're like me, you just want to do it lifetime. I think it's a hundred fifty dollars. I want to say, Ooh. but there are. They do discounts, yeah. Yeah, as long as you do your discounts. And I ended up, I waited until they offered me a 50% off. So a few years ago, I paid 75 bucks for it. So all in all, in total, for like actual Plex software, I've paid $80 my lifetime. And that's, I'm just like, yeah, I like the software so much that to me, that's just like a tip. It's like, hey, you're doing a good job. Here you go. (laughs) Yeah, like I, I, because I talk to friends who also do this media server stuff and they're like, you know, like MB and Jellyfin are free. But I I think, I think I like the plex apps like they're they're not bad i think the main plex app needs work especially if it's like if you're using it on like uh like fire tv or like on consoles oh my god the plex app on consoles is really bad trust me it used to be worse yeah i know um but plex amp (laughs) their music app is real quick I'll just say this when I first got my PS5. Um, no, no, when I got the PS4, actually. So, not when I first got it, but like for a bit, like my girlfriend and I, we were watching a bunch of stuff on Plex together. And uh, I just had an issue. Like, within the every time, the first time I would fire up the Plex app, we'd start watching something. Within 10 minutes, it would just crash. And it was every single time. So, then you'd have to open it back up. And after that, it was fine. But it was like, Every single time when you first open up the Plex app, you start watching something and it will crash within 10 minutes. Yeah. I know there's like alternatives. I know last time I talked about you could just, if you have an Apple TV or something, you can just use Infuse and it works 300 times better than the default Plex app. But if you want to do all the watch together stuff, you have to do that in the Plex app. And that's like, yes, (laughs) it's like super jank. Um, But Plex Amp is very good it's it's like like it's very very good yeah i need to actually because i have most of my music collection on my server as well i'm just as a backup there um i need to try out plex amp i haven't tried it but i've heard excellent things about it the uh two two things that immediately sold me on on plex amp is that one it has like auto eq built into it which is fucking oh, nice. insane it's so good all right you can just type in whatever pair of headphones you have and they have a they like because it's 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 that's taken so, from the auto cool. eq um project so it's like critical and artings.com and like a bunch of other resources yeah. and yeah they have all these custom profiles so you can just hit like costs or sony or whatever and then you have that set up that's awesome. It's also per device, which is kind of cool. Like if you okay. if you like are listening and you set it like when you have like your BTR five on, but then you switch to like plugging it in directly into your phone, like it will like save like your EQ setting depending on what input you're using. That's actually really awesome. It is. So I don't have like I, my cost you're convincing EQ. me to use this now. <laughs> I don't have my cost EQ on when I'm in my car. Um, oh, that's another thing. Uh, they have Opus transcoding for audio, okay. which is actually like really sick because Opus is like a newer like uh, compression method. So it's like yeah. it can compress down better than, than MP3 while still retaining like more data, which also means if you're on like a shitty cell connection, music just loads basically inter- like like instantly because the file sizes are just like way lower. That's super cool. But if if you're on Wi-Fi, you can have your SACD rips or whatever. Mm-hmm. I know That's I awesome. do. Yeah. 
I I don't think I have any SACD rips. I think the closest, like the uh, really the one I'd want to do is, um, and I think I need to, I I don't know. I think I would need to like get like my backwards compatible PS3 and yeah. run it on like a 3.55 custom firmware and then use SACD Ripper. And I'm actually I don't even think it's SACD. I don't know if I own SACD. Um, Lateralis by Tool oh. uh, was an HD CD. Oh yeah, you can just do that on your computer. Okay. You can okay, just use I, like EAC or something and then just like okay. extract I, it in HDCD. It's like decoded. Uh, from, from when I was looking, when I was looking it up years ago, it was essentially, I think the thing I picked up was also most rippers aren't going to pick it up. But even if you are able to pick up HDCD, it's not, it's not a standard CD. It's not a um, SACD. But if you rip it in HDCD, people have said it, the difference is pretty minimal <laughs> yeah well because it's it's like they're using um they're using like oh this is crazy they're using like data dithering or something like that to hide extra like bit depth in the cd data that's cool yeah it's 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 some really crazy stuff but basically and that is that's the exact thing i'm i th- 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 that was so tool as well because i'm like that's the exact thing that they would do like they yeah. were always just like pushing the limits of like their physical releases there's a lot of uh beach boys releases that are hdcd like That's the cool, smile sessions, the pet sound sessions, those are all in HDCD. Okay, I did not know that. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, but I don't, I don't own any SACDs. Uh, I have a few, and I was like, oh, uh, you can, you can use a, an original PS3 to rip these, and it was like mm-hmm. only if it's the one that plays PS2 games, and then yep, uh, and, and then, then... <laughs> I think you also have to be on a 3.55 custom firmware. I don't think you can do it on just like the latest. Yeah, I'm not sure, but. Uh, a random blue drive a blu-ray drive i bought from <laughs> i bought from my family like 10 years ago has sacd support and you can uh you can just load a custom script on a usb drive and plug it in and it'll like it does some crazy shit where it like connects your blu-ray drive to the network and then you like load up like a java configured program on your pc and you like rip the tracks over the it's crazy shit that's awesome it's so cool yeah that's that's really awesome it it sounds even cooler than ripping hd dvds oh yeah oh man (laughs) i've never gotten that to work i have the xbox drive and it really? should just interface with make mkv apparently but i've never gotten it to work interesting doesn't I don't matter think all those discs two. are dying anyway e- exactly yeah all those warner brothers discs yeah, like just rotting oh, yeah. away exactly yep yikes <laughs> yeah well i mean we're getting we're getting close to the end here so uh i did want to ask a couple a couple things uh Ooh. one of them was i wanted to ask you we've talked a, a little bit i guess throughout this but uh what games are you currently playing uh quake 2 baby same here yeah a lot of quake 2 <laughs> i've also been finishing up uh i've been playing this on off but uh the guardians of the galaxy idos game from 2021 oh okay uh, i've been playing that on the steam deck because i love my steam deck and also steam deck is good yeah i actually you know what's good <laughs> it's it's uh I, I set up trying to play this game on the steam deck and every like video i saw was like here's the best settings for guardians of the galaxy on the steam deck and it was basically like turn everything down to as low as possible because you'll never get a steady frame rate and then i found okay. out that someone made an fsr2 mod for guardians of the galaxy 
and it's it's crazy it's like you put a you throw this like dll into the game files and it basically replaces the dlss information with fan made like fsr2 integration Mm -hmm. anyway the point is the game runs at like medium settings 40 fps now okay which is a Um, which is a, a huge huge leap it still will like drop in frames when things get really heavy but um yeah i mean like we're we're gaming and we're gaming uh, man that's a that's a good game that's a really fun game it kind of disarmed <laughs> me like how uh how good how good it is that's awesome that's awesome i i, I think i've heard good things about it actually i just haven't played it but yeah. yeah i remember like they announced it at like that square enix thing and they just like yeah. They were like, here's 20 minutes of this fucking game and it's out in September. And it just like it, it just had this like air to it of like, oh, they're just like that Avengers thing flopped. And now they're just trying to get this out of there. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, it's like a single player ARPG. It's it's just like just has a campaign. And uh, it's 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 really it's written really well. It's really cute. It's um the main reason I had played it is because I had just watched like uh, guardians of the galaxy three had just come out and I, I watched basically the whole franchise like in one week. So Mm -hmm. I was like, yeah, I could keep doing that. And so I picked up this game and it's like, it does a really good job at like feeling in tone with those movies while still being like its own separate piece of media. Like it doesn't take place in the MCU or anything. It's like, it's, it's more like sticking to the comics um but oh my god it's a lot of fun that's awesome that's really cool yeah 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 has has those been the uh the main games you've been playing then yeah yeah just just uh quake 2 guardians and oh i restarted wolfenstein the new order i've been like uh i've been like trying to kind of re-go through the wolfenstein games i i think wolfenstein is just such an interesting franchise and uh, mm-hmm. one that I guess I don't have my finger on the pulse of because, like, my opinions on these games are, like, so much different than fucking anyone I talk to. <laughs> uh, not to say that I, like, I don't like them. No, I actually really like them. Maybe, like, uh, may- maybe a little too much because I, I, I think games like Spear of Destiny and Youngblood are actually, like, pretty good. And I think people shit on them, like, a little too much. Mm-hmm. But that's just me. I know, I know the second. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to be uh, Wolfenstein Youngblood, uh, strongest soldier. But uh, yeah, I don't know. That game's good. I, I like those I games. You. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I actually, I dabbled around with it because I never finished the New Order. Um, but I, or did I? I don't remember if I did actually. Um. Do, do you know about the 360 version of it? I do know about the last gen versions. Yes. Uh, well, the last, last gen versions. Of- yep. It is. It's, it's pretty impressive for what it was. I, I bring this up because I was actually um, I did a little tease for, you know, that was a big video. deal. It was because it came out so late and it shipped on four discs. Yeah. And here's the thing. From what I understand, the Wolfen- Wolfenstein, the new order on 360 technically is unlike any other game on the system. And what I mean by that, I'm not talking about like graphically or anything. I'm talking about the installation because remember it's on four discs Yeah, and in short. Yeah. And in short, there's two kinds of discs on the 360. Um, There's going to be games where you just play them and you might or might not be able to, you know, install them where you just install them through the NXE. 
And then there's going to be content discs, which are essentially like the DLC discs. Like you can get the DLC disc for Skyrim or Fallout or something, and you just put it in, you boot it up like a normal game, and then you just install it. Yeah. And the actual files it copies to your hard drive are just content package files that get copied over. Um, so even if you just have the ISOs, you can open it up and like extract the files out and then just copy and paste it directly like those content packages onto your hard drive and you're okay at that point. Um, Wolfenstein is different. Because it has four discs, none of them are labeled as a install disc, but the first one acts as one. It is a game disc that you cannot install directly on the NXE, but you have to boot it up like a game. And then as soon as you boot into it, it says you have to install it. So you hit A, and then it takes like 45 minutes to install the game from disc, right? Because you have to do a necessary content install. And the odd thing is you have to do it that way. You have yeah. to pop it in and install it from the game itself. You can't just do it from NXE. Even if you have the ISO, if you open it up, the content files are not there. So it's like it takes the files and repacks them on the fly on your system <laughs> to a content like a content package that then lives on your hard drive. And it's the only game I've ever seen on 360 that does that. Yeah, that's... Oh my god. And yeah. it was a big deal, too, because, like, I remember they, they announced that game and they were like, yeah, we're targeting 60 FPS on every platform, including and 360 and PS3. And, and it works. It does work. I mean, the games are, like, ugly as sin because of it. Like, there, I, mm. I remember uh, uh, some of those levels on PS3 and, and 360 almost look like they don't have textures. Like, they just left in, like, all the, the materials and, like, the bump mapping. And they were like, yeah, their hallways looks good enough. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, like, oh, man. But that game is awesome. That game is, like, it, it, it's super solid. It's really fun. Feels really good. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I hope they make another. I don't, it seems like I don't they're know not, if, but. I don't know if they will because of uh, that, that second one didn't do too well, I think. Yeah, two. Well, like all these Bethesda games are all like sleeper hits, but like, yeah. I think, uh, unlike the Doom games that have always gotten like really good positive word of mouth, uh, mm -hmm. the later Wolfenstein games, not so much. Yeah. I kind of want to yeah. just play through them just to, like, I guess, see how I stand on them because I do like they're... those games. Uh, plus, it gives me. Uh, an excuse to play through like 3D and Return to Castle Wolfenstein in 2009 again. Um, and I like all those games too. I've never played 2009 and I've always wanted to, but it's on my list of games to play. Yeah. Well, now it's like lost media or whatever or whatever. Yeah. because Well, I mean, because it well, officially <laughs> released, but is, isn't it you can only buy it physically? You can't get it digitally anywhere? Yeah, pretty much. Uh, it used to be on Steam. I own it on Steam. Yep. Uh, yep. It's because Activision published it but it's like an id game and it's developed by raven yeah so the rights are just kind of all over the place they were able to so get quake 4 to go back to id but not wolfenstein 2009 yeah yeah some some odd thing like that that sounds about right yeah yeah i guess yeah i'll i mean i'll hop in with the games i've been playing so uh th this month here i end up finishing a few uh, I ended up finishing uh, Saints Row the Third on Switch, uh, which is oh, it was man. <laughs> it was it was it was fun. It was like it was actually a, I mean it's rough, mind you, don't get me wrong, um, but it's just a game. One of my best friends and I, we both have we have a weekly game night, and when it's just the two of us, um, as opposed to our group, uh, we've been knocking it out bit by bit. Um, so that was really fun to play through. 
um it the final mission snuck up on us like we were playing this mission and they were like oh wait that's the credits that's it so that's how that was but it was still really fun um ended up you know with my steam deck testing and all that stuff uh i actually end up accidentally finishing untitled goose game because now it's the point i can finish that game in like an hour um love how it runs on there uh and then you know as i said with you i'm playing quake 2 right now but uh i started and finished the original quake which i very much enjoyed i played that on the switch oh yeah it's a it's a one of a kind all-time yes. banger yep yep it's it's good it's good and there's like there i mean you can play a game like you know one of the one of the new boomer shooters like dusk for example and i'm like oh i can see like how they how they do a lot of um i think we lost colin uh oh so we lost colin we we got you back here thankfully yeah uh, but you were no, saying. yeah i was saying about uh you know with with quake and everything i can see how there's like newer boomer shooters like dusk mainly that's the main one i can think of where it takes mm-hmm. pretty heavy inspiration from the original quake and i can now feel like i can appreciate that one a lot more but like i said just with quake being th- the first one being so unique as it is which is very gothic and lovecraftian which i didn't even know was lovecraftian until i looked it up um but it's very much like that where you have the knights and the odd enemies and everything and then all the others are they're good games mind you all the other ones but they the, all the other ones turn into spaceman shooters yeah quake one is like so visually uh creepy it is <laughs> it's a creepy little game even though i mean everything is like super blocky and everything has like two frames of animation because like animation interpolation wasn't like a thing yeah. in that engine until yeah. much later but uh yeah i mean like you they they wanted like this like just this really like thick atmosphere it's like taffy thick gothic atmosphere uh yeah. and then paired with that trent Reznor sound design i mean it, like it's just one of the best sounding games ever too it is did you know speaking of the sound did you know uh they released the quake soundtrack on vinyl i do yeah. I, and i know they had to censor i have it i don't have it with me but i have it uh just in my possession and i know that they had to censor like a bunch of the images on the inside Did or they? something because it's like not officially sanctioned by bethesda oh some I weird shit like that yeah okay i had no idea about that that's that's interesting then i just saw it um it was like several several months ago i ended up going to um just a little like pop-up shop store i guess and they had a bunch of vinyl there and i was like looking through and i'm like oh quake and then i took a photo of it and i put it back because i'm like eh, i'm not gonna listen to it but like still cool yeah yeah because i think it's it's released through like nine inch nails and trent Reznor. that so sounds it's like right, yeah yeah so they have to kind of wrestle for it even though it's there Mm-hmm. Yeah, their stuff, which, which is understandable. Yeah, mm-hmm. but yeah, real cool. <laughs> yeah, I, I like. Uh, I, we only like briefly talked about it, but I really like those new campaigns that they've included with Quake One and Two. I I haven't played them yet because I was like, I need to just finish this game, then move on to the second one. But I do need to play. Although, funny enough, I do want to play the sixty four campaigns just because I want to see the differences on there. Oh yeah, well those have the uh, the Aubrey Hodges soundtracks so yes. if you like uh if you like ambience if you like doom 64 then <laughs> if you like stereo panning you'll really like the quake 2 64 soundtrack i'm looking forward to this then aubrey hodges like figured out how to do uh 
getting shit to move from the left channel to the right channel and back the doppler effect on the <laughs> n64 and he went ham with it it's that's like awesome every track has to have it D- truly dedicated to his craft yeah yeah uh yeah i think those were those were the games that i've been playing here so it's been it's been a fun month lots of boomer shooters exactly Hell exactly yeah. yeah and and the goose game of course mm-hmm. yeah uh well i mean i feel like we can wrap this up here at this point uh dude i i really want to thank you for coming on it's been a fun conversation having it's you been as a, a repeat dense guest. conversation <laughs> yeah, I would do, hey man we've just been hammering this out right here but luckily i mean it's all been like topics that overlap on each other it's exactly like half it, of its remasters <laughs> yeah yeah hey, you know what this this whole episode we can call the remaster we're just remastering episode 51 at this point <laughs> it's the year of 720p baby there we go i'm all for that <laughs> <laughs> now you know as i asked you in the previous episode you were on i'll ask you again here uh where can people find you online if they want to follow you check you out see what you do uh source gaming is where i guess the the grand majority of like any sort of like actual content output goes but i also have a twitch that i i've been trying to st- get back into streaming more on i have like a lot of backlog stuff and i want to kind of get through that so uh streaming will uh do that and then i just put the vods on my youtube channel that's really that's really it wow. perfect all right all right um i mean i'll go ahead and get the links from you as well too after that and then we can you know i'll link them down below in the video upload so if anybody wants to check out more stuff from you they certainly can wow yeah, yeah. <laughs> tribes <laughs> uh and then for our final question here uh typically i like to have a keyword or a key phrase at the end of this episode and then what we do is we can go through the entire like all the comments and stuff when people are putting up stuff and if they use this keyword or key phrase we'll know that they've made it to the end of this episode so i guess i'll, I'll ask you here colin uh what keyword or key phrase would you like people to use oh man I think last time we did use headphones. I think the last one we did was uh, we we said I headphones, but I don't hmm, I don't remember. I I'll be honest. <laughs> uh, Clementine. Clementine. All right. Clementine, All right. the like, the orange. Yeah, or uh, or the character from the first from the uh, Walking, Walking Dead. Dead. Yeah. yeah, that was a good that was a good game right there. Hell but, yeah, classic. Yeah. So there you go. If you use the word Clementine in your comment on the video upload here, we'll know that you've made it to the end of this episode. Uh, Again, Colin, I want to thank you for coming on. It's been a really fun episode here. Yeah, man, it's been great. Awesome. Awesome. Well, anyways, this is Mr. Mario signing off. Thank you all for listening and watching, everyone. If you enjoyed this episode, a like would absolutely be appreciated. If you didn't like it, a dislike is fine as well, too. But as I always say, again, this is Mr. Mario. Signing off, thank you all for listening and watching, everyone. And until next month.